Welcome back. This is Laws, uh, Black Sports 980. Uh, we got Aaron in the building. D going to join us in a minute. Uh, got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, just off, off, off Jump City, we're going to get into California. And I know this is not sports related, but man, this jump is crazy. So, and I don't even know all the details, but I've been watching some of the videos and trying to like get caught up. I was watching one video and yeah, so many shots was fired. It sounded like somebody was popping popcorn out there. How many shots was getting let off out there and, and all the rounds and stuff. I'm like, where did he get this artillery to be shooting like this? But apparently, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because you followed it a lot closer to me, Aaron, but it, 14, 14 people died and 21 wounded, something like that. that that's what the numbers are saying. Yeah, I think they so, said 14 people dead, and uh, I want to say 17 people wounded. Uh, can you try to give us a little backstory to, you know, what the reports have been? Because I know once the media gets a hold of it, they just put it in the spin cycle, so you don't even know what's what's legit, what, you know, what's really going on. So just, just give us what you know about the, about the situation. Well, what I saw yesterday, I guess, initially when it happened is... They said that three people went into um, one of the, like, local government buildings um, and, and started shooting, and that there was an active shooter, I guess. Um, so then a little bit later, I guess about four hours after the first shooting, they said, um, I guess the police had caught up with them, and then they took one of the people into custody and then shot one, and then the other one was shot dead. So then I woke up this morning, they saying that it wasn't three people, it was two people, and uh, a bunch of other stuff is going on. So I don't really know what to believe about what's going on right now. And so they just put the, oh, so, so was it three or was it two? Like, did, do we even know, or it's just? Uh, but before, I guess, the media got a hold of it, uh, they were saying, all the witnesses were saying there were three people, and that, uh, one had one was arrested when they rolled out of the truck when the police first engaged them and then the other two were stuck in the truck and then when i woke up this morning they were saying it was only two people so i don't know yeah now nah, that don't sound crazy crazy what you hear d you hear the same thing or it sounded a little fishy to me like yeah i mean i pretty much heard the same thing i don't know what to believe at this point they they were saying at first it was saying like definitely three but then it was saying maybe maybe more and then they, and then that changed, so I don't I don't know, but they what they kept saying though is it's a it's a, a fluid situation, so information can change. So I guess they give you a, a way to like change your story and still be accurate. You know what I'm saying? It's, I don't know, because it's fluid. You know what I mean? They trying to get that money. <laughs> <laughs> they trying to keep the war the war zone open. So they can, they can get that get that money. No, I, I just I, to me to me it just kind of confusing to me. Like everything that comes out, like I, I'm surprised they didn't spend the, the other dude in Colorado, the ISIS and all that other stuff. Like they didn't spend him into that whole intricate plot. So I'm just I don't know, man. I don't know what to believe in, in nowadays. All I know is that you better get your life right with Christ. That's all I know because it's real out here in the streets. Anytime, Bama could just let loose the hammer and abuse. 
you could be getting your groceries at the grocery store. So moving off that topic, uh, on to what we really here to talk about in sports for the most part. And so right now we got uh, a lot of things going on in the sports world, but uh, in particular, uh, we got for today's uh, discussion, and this is kind of near and dear to my heart, is the Wizards lost 108-104 to the sorry LA Lakers. I, I just got to call them like, like they are. The Bams are sorry. And the reason I'm so heated about this is because the Wizards the night before, of course, they beat the Cavaliers and they beat LeBron James and, you know, uh, John Wall had a good game and they, and they beat LeBron James. And then uh, last night they played the Lakers and Kobe came in. And I don't know if anybody really watched the game or was at the game, whatever. Oh, it's so sloppy. You got to value the ball. Kobe for three. Randy Whitman is furious, but these fans are alive. They was chanting, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Yeah, I was like, this is not a home game for Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, but it almost like it was because everything that Kobe did, they was like cheering, going off the... I'm like, young, and I was really upset because I'm like, the wit, like, Young, you're supposed to mud hole the Lakers. You're supposed to put... It's supposed to be a 30-piece chicken dinner for the Lakers in the first quarter. And they let and they let the Lakers just, just basically just have their way with them. And they played with the Lakers all night, and they end up losing the game. And John Wall, people like, yeah, John Wall, he had 30, 30 points and everything. He had 31, and, you know, Kobe just had a good night. But no, it's... They need to fire Randy Whitman, and John Wall is a loser. And I'm sorry, like, that's it. Like, he's a loser, and people are going to get mad at me for saying that, but he is. And I don't care how hard he plays. I don't care if he had 31 points or 41 points. You catch L's, you're a loser. That's that's the bottom line. I mean, Aaron, you already want Randy Whitman. This, this was the straw for me, like, you can't beat the Cavaliers one night and then come back and lose to the Lakers. I'm sorry, you just can't do it. Lakers are some trash. And you and they lost in a game where they could have easily beat the uh the Lakers. At the end of the game, John Wall turns the ball over. This Batman jumps up in the air and tries to throw the ball to the three-point line and the ball gets turned over. You Aaron, you already know what I'm gonna say about that. Drawing, you know too what I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> you already know. Don't jump to make no pack. You they teach Never. you that in Little League. I don't know how many times I got to say it, but this is what we're dealing with with the Wizards. What, 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 what needs to happen? What do you think needs to happen, Aaron? I think the first thing that needs to happen is my same story for the last three years, Randy Whitman needs to go. I'm tired of watching, and it looks like he's completely outgunned in every aspect of coaching. It's like you have a, a 37-year-old player out there who... Plays decent in the first half, maybe in the first quarter. But clearly his legs get worn out later in the game and he can't make shots. They're sitting there watching him run to catch the ball. Why are you not playing deny, making Kobe run around 
putting extra work on his – it just doesn't make sense. Everything I see from this team, from the GM to the head coach, is ridiculous and absurd, and I'm tired of watching. Dawson? Uh, yeah, same, I mean, same thing. You got to get rid of Whitman. And and I think what happened was they, they geared up so much for the cat. I mean, gas, you know, a division team – you know, and that it's kind of like a history between the Wizards and the Cavs in terms of like, you know, it's LeBron James. You want to play good against them. They were on a four-game losing streak. They want to get off the four-game losing streak. So Wall stepped up. They won the game. They won the game convincingly against the Cavs, too. A good Cavs team. And then I think you had the Lakers come into the town. I think you kind of overlooked that team. It's the Lakers. They have nobody on that team that's good. I mean, Kobe Bryant, of course, is a legend, but at this point in his career, they ain't saying Kobe Bryant. So you just kind of overlooked that team, and everybody went there sleeping, and they got they got caught sleeping and lost. I mean, and that's to me, it's, that's the coach maybe having his players unprepared for that game. And I still say this to this day: the Wizards should have never let Trevor Ariza walk. I never understood that. I never understood. You had a guy that was young, that could run the floor, play perimeter defense, can shoot the three. He fit perfectly with the system they were trying to run. You got these young boys trying to run. You let him walk. I, I, I mean, I, I don't understand this. Like you just said from the GM side, I don't get why you let him walk. He didn't even get paid that much to go to Houston. Like you couldn't pay him to stay. Yeah. And I, I, then I see Drew Gritton not playing. I don't understand that. He's a good like stretch four. And, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't understand that part of it either. So I mean, all all those like little aspects don't make sense. So something has to change, and it has to be to me. Coaching or the GM, maybe even both. I know a lot of fans. They're like, "Man, God, it's only we only a couple, we're only like 16 games into the season, 20 games into the season." Listen, last night showed me everything. I it's like it's like I just seen it get clear in the crystal ball that these Bamas is not going to like Bamas. They're terrible. They're trash. If you can beat the Cavs one night. And you lose to the worst, worst, one of the second worst team. You could even call them the first worst team. I mean, you could put Philly there, but they lost to Philly. So, so when you're looking at, you beat the one of the good teams one night, and then the next night you lose to the worst teams. To me, that spells mediocrity. That's what that is. Like you're right in the middle. You can beat a good team sometimes, and then you lose to the sorry team. That's mediocrity. And John Wall, Bradley Bill, they're all responsible for the mediocrity play of the team. Bottom line, Bradley Bill is not a leader. He's a cold, cold defender. He needs, he, and John Wall, if you're going to be the leadership role, there's no way you can let your team lose that game, especially with you making a mistake down the stretch. And you say, well, you know, basketball, people make mistakes and blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm tired of seeing in the, in the crunch times of games, John Wall come down shooting three balls and trade balls like he trained Langton in college. You're not, yo, that's not your strong suit, bro. You're a slashing guard who plays good good defense and, and can get to the basket. And last night, he did, he did assert himself offensively at times and went to the basket and stuff like that. But like, yo, I don't care if you score 68 points. If you catch an L to a sorry team, in my my opinion, you're a loser. That's just it. You're a loser. And you're going to continue to be a loser until you start winning. You can get 12 points, five rebounds, six assists, but if you score down a stretch and will your team to, to a W, 
then you're winning, my opinion. Right now, he no different than Monte Ellis or some other good player that's in the league that can score the basketball or, or has good games. If you're not winning, you're losing, my book. That's it. I mean, to his, you want to to his credit, though. I mean, come on. The man was at a triple-double last night. I mean, John Wall, <laughs> at least he played. What did Bradley Beal do? He had Kobe Bryant guarding him. He can't guard nobody. And Bradley Beal couldn't do anything. He, he couldn't be more aggressive against Kobe and make him work. He, any of them legs can't last four quarters. He, you a young boy. You, I mean, Bradley Beal, to me, was not aggressive enough on the offensive end last night. Bobby and then... You have Jared Dudley playing power forward, giving sorry, uh, what's his name, Randall, 19 rebounds, and there was no, there was no adjustments made yesterday, and it pisses me off, and I'm tired of watching Randy Whitman go out there and throw his hands up in the air and blame the players after every game. Some of it falls on the players, but at some point, why are they paying you as a head coach? If it's just on the players, then don't coach. Just let them run out there and play five on five, and I'd rather see what happens with that outcome than to sit there and watch him. Nobody looking clueless every game. That, that, it, let's just that, let's just take a look at Bradley Bill's stats. Yeah, go this ahead. This shot had 11 points, four for 12. That's terrible. Gar- That's terrible. I'm trying to tell you, he wasn't aggressive. He only took 12 shots. He only made 30% of them. But it's not- no, I would have been trying to posterize Kobe Bryant. I'd I'd have tried to put him in the early retirement. He, like, I just, and once again, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't even know right now, like, the way they played last night, I don't even, I, Randy Whitman might have lost the team. I, I just, it's so disheartening, man, because I see the talent there with the squad. I see the talent. They have talent. Bradley Bill's a talented player. You know, John Wall's talented. But, like, their ceiling is capped, and Randy Whitman is part of that ceiling. And until... They get the right personnel, or or I don't even know what you do. People talking about, oh yeah, when they get KD, then they'll be, bruh. I told you last last episode, KD's not coming here. You can just you can go ahead and just get that out your mind now. It's not happening. Yeah, he's too he's too loyal. He's like a loyal guy. He's not going nowhere. Yeah, he's he's definitely not. He's definitely not. So moving yeah, well, ahead. Well, he's gonna come so, here and play for Randy Woodward. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm done with Randy. He, he's, he's reached the, the uh, wits in my, in my book. It's time to let him go. It's time to let him go. Um, moving ahead to a, a better winning guard in the league, Steph Curry. The Bama dropped 28 in the third quarter last night versus the Bobcats, and he ends the game with 40 points. Yeah. Is Steph Curry the best scorer ever? You can make an argument, but it's still early though in his career. It's not he doesn't he hasn't done it enough consistently to say that. But what he has done the last couple of seasons, I mean, shoot, just this season, is ridiculous. I mean, even Jordan couldn't score this clip in his career. I mean, the boy is all pretty much unguardable. You have somebody that can shoot the way he can shoot the basketball with that quick release. It makes him pretty much unguardable because then he has handles, and then he can take the ball to the to the cup, and then he can pass. So how do you stop somebody like that? You know, AI he can score, but AI we didn't have a jump shot. So you would you rather him take the jump shot than go to the cup? With Steph Curry, you can't you can't take that option. You can't say let him shoot. 
And even say, I'm, gonna let, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let him shoot. He'll go, he'll go around you. So, and then you collapse, and he'll pass it out, and then someone else will shoot the ball and make a three. I think he, right now, I mean, you can say that, but he, he has to do it more long, you know what I'm saying, long term to consider that. Hey, he the best ever? I think he's the best shooter ever. I don't think he's the best scorer ever. Um, I think because of the system they play in and with the other shooters he plays with and the way the floor is always spread, it's kind of hard at times to kind of like double team him and leave somebody else. Um, they have a lot of offensive talent on that team. So, I mean, he shoots the ball like I've never seen anybody shoot it before, but as far as just the, the best score, I'd have to see him do more maybe with injuries to other players by himself and carry the team a little while before I can say he's the best scorer of all time. So I, I'm going to just jump out there. Yo, the Bama's the best score i ever seen in my life. <laughs> that, no, the only person that can score better than Steph Curry is Jordan, in my opinion. And the only reason I put Jordan there is because I felt like every time Jordan had the ball in his hand, like, it was like, you couldn't stop him. Like, he was going to score, no matter if you, like, triple-team him, put six Bamas on him, he could still, like, score at will. Like, in the fourth quarter, for the last five minutes, like, Jordan, with the ball in his hand, was automatic buckets. Like, automatic. But Jordan, but Jordan, so, get, Jordan's, uh, Jay wasn't this wet, though. Wasn't this it way. wasn't this wet. No, the bro, young, half-court in the money. Like, first of all, I never seen. Did y'all did y'all see the little Instagram jump where Kimball Walker was like like trying to guard him and he like used like Steph Curry like just dribbled the ball around his own the uh, Kimball Walker's own player on his team. Yeah, and he just yeah. The lane, just threw up the layup and then Kimball Walker was like, "What the f are you doing, dog? What the what, what the f is the uh, help side doing?" Help side, like, yeah, he was, yeah. He was blown. I was like, "Bro, ain't no help side can help you with that." Like the Bam is unstoppable. Like I, like he has everything in his arsenal. Like the only, like I think people be disrespecting him a little bit. Well, I don't say disrespecting him, but they don't, they don't like give him the real like shine because he don't be dunking on people and stuff like that. Like going to the lane, dunking on people, or like backing them down. Though he can, he can he shot. The Batman makes floaters. He do up and under. He give you the step back. He can post you and do the little turnaround fadeaway jumper. He can shoot trays. He, he can shoot with a hand in his face. He can shoot falling away. He can shoot not looking at the basket. He can shoot from the sideline, from the bench, from the locker room. He can shoot from the bus station. Like, this Bama is just unstoppable. Like, I've never seen somebody be able to, like, score at will. And, like, every night they know, like, okay, we got we to gotta double-team Steph Curry. We got to, like, play up, you know, play on him. And he still ends the game with 40 points or 38 points. Like, like... I, I just I never seen anybody be able to score this efficient, and I know like it's hard to watch his games because the Bama come on at 10:30 every night because they play in Golden State across the across the uh, across the nation, but the Bama's unreal. The 28 in the third quarter, like even when Kobe, this the thing when Kobe scored 82 right in the game versus the Toronto Raptors that that one year, like Kobe was like forcing his shot, like going to the basket, like forcing his way. He went to the line a rack of time that game. Like, it wasn't like just straight buckets. He, like, went to the line a rack, and then he ended up getting 82. Now, the Bama Steph Curry, if he took that many shots that Kobe Bryant took in that game, he scored 82, and just, like, every time he got the ball, just, like, I'm going to try to score. Now, the Bama could score 100. 
I'm sure he could score 100. Because the 28 he scored in the third quarter last night was like, that jump looked easy. Like, it was like, and that was versus the Bobcats. And he was just like, this is this is easy work, dog. Easy work. So, yeah, I mean. The one thing you can't forget, I know Steph Curry is what's hot right now, but Will Chamberlain averaged 50 for a whole season. <laughs> then he averaged oh, five. Then he averaged 40. Like, Steph Curry, <laughs> and this is without a three-point line. <laughs> But though, but come on, yeah. But you gotta, you gotta admit though, it's it's different. Like when you playing and like everybody else is like five feet shorter than you, you can just you can just like grab the ball and just dunk on Bam. It's like easy. I mean, yeah. not nah, Wilt is great. Wilt is great. Wilt is great. But the way like Steph Curry scoring the ball, like it's young. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I think yeah, it's the way scored. he scored that kind of amazes people because of his range. It makes it look like his his points are better than other people who have done it before. That's true. Because true. they know he can shoot the ball as soon as he step across half court. It's 50-50 every time he shoots the ball from three. And nobody's ever shot the three like that. It's always been like a specialty shot, like we need a three, this is a 30% chance shot. But pretty much anytime you shoot the ball, you feel like it's going in before you feel like it's not going in. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, he he feel like it's going in before it go in. Bama just shoot the you jump, just get out of court. Like, yeah, that's cash. I'm like, oh my goodness, dog. It, it's like a video game, man. It's like you put the video game on on rookie, on <laughs> live ninety five, just put the jump on rookie, and just play with Nick Van Exel with three, three, keep shooting the jump. But if Bama slide in the air, you just like let it go off the release. Yeah, yeah, Bama's real. He's real. Speaking of real. Did y'all see uh, Ben, Ben, uh, what's the dude's name? From LSU? Oh, Ben Yeah, Ben Simmons? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, that bat is fake. He's fake. And he can't shoot. But he's still fake anyway because he just just athletically gifted. He got handles. 6'9". First of all, to me, he's like a mix between Blake Griffin, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant. So, like, he got Kevin Durant's length, like, arm-wise, and he's, like, lanky, so he be blocking shots off the glass, like, grabbing rebounds. But then he got, like, LeBron's, like, 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 like guard pat, and he can just get to the cup. But he he plays near the cup like Blake Griffin, like the little hook shots, the little turn, turn and face, the little... Like dunk on Bama's with the reverse hand, like you know, go to the left and dunk with the right hand, like across his body on Bama's. Like, yeah, he's real. So the Bama stat line of a night was 43. Yeah, 43 points, 11 rebounds, or something, and like four blocks and four steals. Ridiculous, ridiculous. So, I mean, he's he's clearly a one and done. I mean, if he if he develops a jump shot. And the thing is, he can shoot free throw. So I mean, like him developing a shot is not really that far fetched because he can he can actually shoot free throws. So he's not like a big dude who be breaking free throws. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm I, I want to see him in the tournament because it seems like as he plays more, he's starting to get more and more confident. And after the game he had last night with the, with the 43 points, I, I don't know, bro. I, I think he's he's a clear number one pick. Clear number one pick. 
So you got to start uh, tanking to get that number one. I mean, if you Philly, I wouldn't win no more games, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, straight like that because Philly, they're trash, and they just got right. their first. Anytime you got your your first round pick wrecking Batman's in the in the parking lot, like <laughs> off, the, off the strength. That's like, frustration from losing. That's what that is. That, yeah, dog. That's a lot of frustration, man. You got millions <laughs> in your pocket, but you wrecking Batman's in the parking lot talking about shoot the fair one. Come on, dog. You, you got a lot. Yeah, bro. They they in bad shape. So but the thing I'm is, him, you could. Uh huh. But you gonna tank? You can't tank though. It's not guaranteed. It's a lottery ball. Like that you gotta get the joint behind the curtain. You don't show you the pick no more. So you gotta give. You gotta. You gotta get league orders on your in your way, dog. You gotta get league orders. <laughs> you gotta get league orders, dog. Cause like right now, like you gotta think. It's like. Yeah, you you gotta talk to Stern, cause Stern's still in control. Don't get it twisted. You gotta call Stern. Say Stern, though. Bruh, we hurting over here, young. Please, young. I need that. And just make a deal with him like like the Cavaliers did. When they got they got the uh they got the the uh, first pick, they got LeBron, they had him for three years, shipped him away. And when they shipped him away, they was like, young, you owe us. Then they got Kyrie, and then they was like, young, it's not enough. And then they was like, all right. He yeah, but they got that back. bum. They got that bum Bennett, didn't they? They get some bum Bennett. The, yeah, they did. They, I mean, yeah, they did. You know what I'm saying? But and the league told him was like, was like, man, we ain't helping y'all no more. They was like, we let you see LeBron. We let you like, you can't do this to us. Like, and he just pleaded his case. League orders came back. They got they got LeBron back. And you see, so if I'm Philly, I'm just I'm crying. I'm going to Stern. I'm like, young, I need you to. Make this happen for us, dog. Me and my family, we need this. Cause Ben Simmons will help whatever franchise he go to, he will help them immediately. Like immediately. Like they will be like when LeBron went to the Cavaliers and he made an immediate impact. Ben Simmons will make an immediate impact, dog. I mean, I, yeah, if you ain't if you haven't seen him, you need to check him out because the Batman's real. He's real. Like, he's real. Um so moving away from basketball, now you know what I'm saying this is what we black black sports 980. We talk about we we hopping into our uh, what we really most of the time talk about is football. And I know, hold on, just a side note. I know our hockey fans out there. They like, yeah, you know, this is why we don't even listen to your your, your program because all y'all talk about is like football and basketball stuff. We we got the hockey covered, young. But real talk, this, like I'm just being honest with you. I don't really follow hockey until playoffs come. I'm just, I'm just like, I mean, a little bit here and there, and I know the Caps is doing good, but it don't really matter to me until playoffs. And I'm kind of like that with baseball, too, a little bit. Over 100 games in the season, that's why. Over 100 games in the yeah, season. Yeah, it's too much, though. It's too much with the baseball. It's too much. And in a hockey jump, I mean, I'm not a fan of cold weather, so I just, I'm not really like, I'm not thrilled about the jump. I mean, my coworker, I'm going to have to get my, my coworker on. My man, Dan, he in a hockey tough. He know everybody's name and all that stuff. All I know is Ovechkin. You can say what you want, but that's just, I'm just being honest with you. But uh, we're going we gonna to definitely tap into the hockey as we get closer to the playoff, you know, playoffs with the, with the hockey teams. We'll talk about them. But for now, we're going to stick to football. We're going to talk about how often Davis was named the starter of the Browns for this upcoming Sunday. So question is, 
why is why is Mike Patton making this move? Is he still is he going to just continue to punish Johnny Manziel for his indiscretion? Uh, that's pretty much it. He he's sticking to his guns. And no matter what, so he don't care about winning football games. Bruh, that's it. it now it's not about the team winning. It's not about the team winning now. It's about sticking to what you said. Regardless, because you, you already know that Austin Davis is not the guy. I mean, he knows that. Deep down, there's oh, he, he knows that. <laughs> he, he, brought, he brought in Terrell Pride, is we? Brought in T Pride. Nah, that ain't, ain't going to be about nothing. It definitely not going to be about Terrell Pride. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's not going to happen. But they, they brought in Austin Davis. You know, they mean they, they're starting off mainly because he's trying to stick to his guns. And now it's not about winning. Because to me, it's, it's the, basically Manziel kind of put the Browns in a bad spot. Because now, if you if you, if, if you want to, like, say you want to move, uh, is, is this Manziel's contract year? Or is it, is it not his contract year yet? Uh, I don't think it's his contract year. I think he's still under contract with the Browns. So okay, so For okay, another, so then, year. So this is it. How can you trade him? How do you know what his trade value is if he hasn't played enough games to see what he can do on the field? I mean, you want him on the field against your division rivals. I mean, it'd be perfect to have played against the Ravens because that's a prime time game. Like, so everybody can see him nationally. You want to really see what this guy can do. So, number one, you can decide whether you're going to keep him on the roster and still use him as your franchise quarterback, or if you want to move him, you can set a trade value for him. But now you don't play him because you've got him sitting. You don't know what he's worth. And You know what I'm saying? So, to me, just sticking to your guns is going to set the Browns back, I don't know, another three, four years. If that, probably more than that because they get a first-round pick in the top ten every year, and, and they still they still start. So, I don't know, man. I think it's his way yeah, of sticking I, his little finger up at the owner for making him. <laughs> he knows he doesn't have a job at the end of the year. He's not that good a coach. Um, so this is his way to go out his way. Yeah. Like this, this is a curveball move by Mike Patton, and and it's not about winning at this point. It's about principle, and it's about like sticking to, you know his. his 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 ways in, in this situation and yeah it's it's it's, it's bad you know? and this is why the Browns are some trash because they have people running an organization that don't they don't winning's not paramount there and clearly Mike Penn making this decision he's like I'm not going I'm not only going to not play Manziel but then y'all not even going to be able to see the next coach who takes over this franchise is going to have to go through the same struggles that I went through to try to you know try to see what Johnny Manziel can be or do and all. Yeah, it, it's crud, young. Know? Mike Penn, like, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. I mean, no matter which way you want to cut it, he's an idiot because clearly Austin Davis is not the answer. But we'll we'll see. We'll see this week. We'll see Austin Davis go yeah. out there and jump play. It'll be interesting the to see Austin Davis the get bangles. Oh, the they're going to punish him. Maho, Maho, get your Timberland boots. Get, no, nah, get the polo boots from Nordstrom, Nordstrom. The polo jumps with the, with the uh, brown tongue. Because they want to stop a mud hole in, in the Cleveland Browns, bro. They want to stop a mud hole. So, hold on. Uh, uh, if Austin Davis get hurt, then what? Are you going gonna, you gonna to do wildcat the rest of the way? 
Terrell Pryor, I guess. T. Pryor? With no practice time? They're going to do what they can to not let that man play. That's what I see. They're going to do what they can to not make him play. Yeah, Yeah, that's crud, though. That's crud. I I really want to see Manziel, too. At this point, it's a lose-lose for Petten. Because if he plays Johnny Manziel and Johnny Manziel does well and wins a few games, the narrative is going to be, why wasn't he playing from the beginning? So at this point, it doesn't even benefit him to play Johnny Manziel. No. Yeah, nah, you, you're right. He looked at that, John. He's like, yeah, if I play him and he cooks, then they gonna, I'm crucified anyway. So I'm not going to play the Batman, and I'm just going to go with my guy and just try to try to salvage whatever reputation I can with this guy. But still, I think he's still going to be looked at bad because eventually, at some point, Johnny Manziel is going to get another chance. And I'm pretty sure he's going to do well. The Batman breeds football, so... I mean, that's woods. That joint is crazy, man. I would hate to be a, a Cleveland Browns fan right now. Uh, speaking of Cleveland Browns, speaking of just coaches in general, uh, we about to play a game. So the game is recycling bin or trash can. So I'm going to throw some names out there. You're going to tell me if they need to go in the trash can or if they need to go to recycling bin. Meaning you like keep them on the team and just like try to work with them or if you just trash them and discard. So we've already we've already determined that Mike Patton is is uh, a sanitary man. He needs to go in the trash can. So yeah, he's gonna let him go. Landfill. We we ain't gonna mention him. So the next (laughs) one is uh, Dan Campbell, the uh, Miami Dolphins coach. Do you put him in a recycling bin or do you trash him? I would say recycling bin because you really haven't seen what he can do from the start with the training camp in a full season. You know, just to see what he can do with from that standpoint. You know, he came in half, half year pretty much. Has been trying to pick up the team and run it. They got rid of the offensive coordinator. So he's trying, they're trying to make changes, but obviously that team had a lot of dysfunction that needed fixed. So I would say recycling bin for Dan Campbell. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, recycling bin. What'd you say, Aaron? I say recycling bin because the first two games they played, there was a distinct difference in how the team played versus when um, who's the trash coach they fired before that? Philbin, when Philbin left, yeah. and because he hasn't had an off season to, I guess, put the players on the team he wants to put on, he can't a hundred percent do what he wants to do, or even kind of set up to do what he wants to do because yeah, he's basically happens. coaching somebody else's team right there. Right. He can't set the culture. Not getting it from the beginning. Yeah, nah, I'm with y'all. I'm with... So next on next on the list, we we got uh Mike Malarkey. He's the interim coach for the Tennessee Titans. They let let let, let Wizenhart go. And so now he's the coach of the uh, Titans. Do you throw him in a recycling bin or the trash can? Yeah, you go first on that one. I'm not. Uh... I haven't even watched one Tennessee Titans game. <laughs> Other than when they played uh, Jameis Winston in the first game of the season. Outside of that, that's it. One game. Yeah. So the, uh, let me just help you out. They two and nine. So, so I don't care who's gonna I want everybody gone except for Mariota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they two and nine, bro. 
And so he's played for he's he's been at Malarkey, uh, Mike Malarkey. He's been a coach for like I guess two games, three games, or two games or so. And those two games, mud hole and a close one. So they lost. Nah, they lost the. Yeah, they lost to the Dolphins, 38-10, mud hole. Then they lost to the Bills, 14-13. That was I the did watch one. Jaguars game. Um, who, was he coaching they, that Jaguars? They, yeah, 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 they, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I want to start on the wrong end. They lost to the Jaguars Thursday night, 13-19. They lost to the Panthers, 27-10. So they uh, and then they lost this past week. What was that the 29th yeah they lost to the the Raiders 2421 uh and that and I mean they they battle hard so I mean they've been they've been competitive since he's he's taken over but they still catching L's so I mean for me like oh I I just got a soft spot in my heart for you know but I say recycling Ben I say don't trash him but I mean, I mean I given mean, you got Mariota, if you if you can get somebody in that like really develop Mariota, you know, you might can get Chip Kelly or if this, then you you gotta maybe take that chance. I mean, he might, you know, like you know, like we were eating a bag of chips and like the one chip like fall out the bag and hit the ground and you like, oh, and then you try to do the five <laughs> second, but it's five second rule. But then he realizes another bag of chips like right on top of the refrigerator. So he's like, man, I don't even need that, Jones. You just throw it in the trash. That's, that might be Mike Malachi for real. Uh, next on the list, Chuck Bagano. Chucky. Chucky Bagano came back right. from the cancer and everything. Oh, Aaron, you put him in the trash? I was saying two years ago. I don't really like, I mean, I haven't seen anything special with uh, Pagano as a head coach. Um, I thought they should have kept Bruce Arians that year. He uh, had to substitute for Pagano, but I guess that wouldn't have been politically correct to fire somebody because he had cancer or whatever. But um, Yeah, nah, you can't do that, though. There's just so much going wrong. Um, and they were supposed to be Super Bowl contenders, and then they start out with a 2-5 and five or 1-5, and five, um, whatever the situation was. But um, if I have everything that I have with that franchise now, I'm going to get somebody who I feel like is take the team to the next level. I just don't think that's Pagano in that situation. What'd you think, yeah. D? Trash. Trash? Trash can. Trash? Well, I'm a, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to give him the uh, recycling bin. And I know, like, I know the year hasn't started out the way that he would, he would like it. And I know he fired my man, uh, Pep Hamilton, or whatever, whatever. And I think he was just, I think he was doing that to, like, save himself. Uh, because I think if Pep Hamilton was still there, I think they probably would have used it. It would have been like an easy transition to make him Pep Hamilton like the interim coach or whatever. So I I know what he, the movie was trying to make with that. And right now, I mean, they won they won some games to get back in it. And they you know because the division is some trash, they they have an opportunity. So I would really say if they if they make it to the playoffs and get past the first round, out of the first round, I, I think you put him in a recycling bin. Now, if he doesn't do that, if they, you know, they don't even make the playoffs, then I think you can trash him with, with a justified reasoning behind it. But I, I head coaches that are, 
I would say, what do you call it? Competent or hard to find? And I think Chuck Pagano is at least competent. Uh, Mike Patton's not competent. He's he's a complete idiot. But <laughs> Chuck Pagano is at least competent. So I, I wouldn't be quick to just throw him in the trash. Next on the list, Sean Payton, New Orleans Saints. No, trash or recycling bin? Recycling bin. Recycling, recycling yeah. bin. Well, if the recycling bin is my team, I definitely want them on the recycling bin. But for the New Orleans Saints, oh, I don't know. Saints? Oh, for the yeah. Saints? Yeah, he's going to be hitting the trash can. Well, you know what? I don't know. I think, I think, I think that, I think Drew Brees is going to take a fall for this team. Uh, this coming year. I think Drew Brees is going to be gone. I think that, you know, Rob Ryan is gone because defense was just disgusting. So, <laughs> I think, I just think it's going to be recycling for Sean Payne. I think he might get, one, you know, a couple more seasons in uh, New Orleans. I think recycling them. Uh-huh. As you already know, I'm not a big Sean Payton fan. Um, I think with the Saints, you got to trash him because at certain points um, he had success there, but I don't think he'll have success there again. He has to go somewhere else with uh, some other pieces because Drew Brees, I think his best days are behind him. I don't see a lot else that they have on the team. So in his best interest and the team's best interest, I just feel like they should part ways. Yeah, nah, I, I, and I I agree. I mean, it's hard when your defense is milk and magnesia. They just, they just, they, they just like, like, like the the plastic cups, no, like the the, the cheap ones. Like but I they don't tackle. They don't. The offensive line is pieces. terrible. He had defensive pieces. He got rid of to keep the offensive pieces. When they were paying Jimmy Graham fifteen million a year. Paying Drew Brees twenty million dollars and, and all the other like offensive linemen and stuff that they had, he had like Law, uh, Curtis Lofton and some other pieces on that defense that they let walk away. Yeah, they did. I mean, and I think it's the really, GM. Man, he he handles decisions. He makes it the person uh, player personnel. Yeah, they, I, I mean, yeah, you you gotta let it, you gotta throw him in the trash if, if, for the Saints organization, but he is a recyclable coach because yeah, he is competent he can run a franchise you know he can I don't I don't know I mean no I, I'm tired about what's going on my man Drew Brees like that his the offensive line is terrible that offensive lineman they picked up in the draft he's he's marshmallow yeah but terrible. everybody knew that yeah, yeah. is Oh, yeah, boy. no, that man is Celeste Pisa. He's, he's <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> that is ter- yeah, cream puff dog. That he man, that, is you know, you know what he is? He's the uh, what's them joints called? The marshmallow chicks you get at Halloween, the little Easter candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, peach. Peach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andre's Peach. Lord, I will turn over face it. Yeah, that man, Andre Peach. Yeah, that man. All I see every time, every time I look up, he getting beat on that on the uh, on the corner by by a DN for a sack, giving up a sack. Yeah, turn style. So, turn style, dog. Apple turnover. So, yeah. So next, next, this is a little tricky. You know what I'm saying? Jim Caldwell. 
If he win tonight, I'm I'm recycling him. If he win tonight, if he beat if you beat Aaron Rodgers two times, oh yeah, you trying to keep your job, dog. What you gonna do, Jim Caldwell? Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. I would say, I would say recycle him. I think I, I felt like in the beginning of the season. The, the Detroit Lions struggled because they had injuries to their defense. And you can see now with people coming back that that defense is a, is a way different defense. Um, and the team is now playing better. They're just playing better against team competition because they can actually stop people now and, <clears throat> and get pressure on the quarterback. And it just really determines on, you know, the offensive side, which to me is Stafford, if he cares to play. And you know Calvin Johnson, which he had a monster game on Thanksgiving. He fried. So yeah, I, mean, he I, w- I would say, I would say, I would say the cycle, the cycle. Uh, recycle trash. Again, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Jim Caldwell, but um, he, he he also falls in that category. I feel like you said with uh, Chuck Pagano, where he's confident, and I don't think. Uh, Detroit Lions are anywhere close to being like a, a Super Bowl contender. So I feel like stability right now um, is important, and the fact that they were able to correct the situation that was going real bad, um, you got to get a head coach a lot of credit for that. Because um, a lot of coaches aren't able to make adjustments or to make changes mid-season. They have to wait till the year's over and uh, pick, bring new players in and do other things to be able to right the ship. And the fact that they were able to right it during the season. You gotta give him a chance to um, see what he can do if you give him another year together. Yeah, nah, that 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 that's 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 real. That's real. Cause I mean, they look like a different team. These last three games, and they've got W's. They look like a different squad. And Thanksgiving, they look like Detroit Lions for real. So uh, we'll see. Young, I, I still think Calvin Johnson, like he he nearing the end, cause. He's just not consistent. Like, he's not driving him old. He shows flashes, but it's just not like every week. Like, Odell Beckham Jr., like, every week, you know he's going to cook whoever is guarding him. He's going to have, like, eight catches, 138 yards. Like, Calvin is no reason why you should not have over 100-plus yards every single game. Every single game. You should be... be... Go ahead. The the thing with Calvin Johnson, he never was a great route runner. He just had unbelievable world-class speed and good hands. So when you're one of those guys and you lose a step or two, you turn into just a guy. And not that he's just a guy, because he he was running, what, 4-3, so now he probably runs 4-5, maybe. That's still great for a a 6-5 receiver. But he's just not that Randy Moss PO guy that you you saw for 10 straight years um, that people, I guess, expect from him now. Yeah. Tom Coughlin. D, what you gonna do? This your boy. Trash. Recycling bin or tra- trash. Oh, you ready to trash Coughlin? He get you he got you the Super Bowls. Yeah, but I think after a certain it just seems like he's coming to the part where and he, as a coach where it I guess what he's saying may start getting stale. And I, and I feel like every year it's the same thing with the Giants, the same issue every single year, and it's so frustrating. 
And to me, it's now it's just time for a change. Like, if you're going to make a change, make it now while at least Eli has some years left. You know what I'm saying? Where you could bring a coach in where he's not getting like a lame duck team with no like franchise quarterback and you can get a franchise quarterback to like groom. I mean we have we have um uh the kid from what Syracuse still behind um Eli right now. Ryan Nassie. Who? Yeah, Ryan Nassie, yeah. So I mean the the thing is I would say if if to me, if, if they don't go somewhere deeper to the playoffs you got to put him in the trash can. And Bama is selling his house in New Jersey. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. And then you heard the, uh, <laughs> our owner our owner say, uh, hey, look, y'all lost to the Redskins. Y'all need to get it together. This The team has too much talent offensively to be like this. Mm. And I, I, it's the same thing. Like, a player does one thing wrong, and they go into a doghouse. Like, you just can't do that as a coach. Like, this old-school military militant mind can't keep doing that every single game. <laughs> So if they don't go to the to me if they don't go to the Super Bowl, trash can. And he needs to retire. Bama's seventy years old. He's old. You can't recycle yeah. that man at seventy. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Spend time with his grandkids, man. Yeah, no, he up there. Yeah, nah, he up there, no, he up there. I say trash can. I yeah, I mean, I'm one of the people. I think all oh, like and. This maybe this might be my NFC's bias, but I feel like call yeah, it's it's been time for him to go on a trash can. This Bama came back from the dead like two, three years ago, but it's it's been overdue for him to go on a trash can. So um I I, I mean what you're gonna do once you get in and you bring in a new coach, cause then you're 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 kinda I wanna say you start from scratch, but you know, everything changes. But, yeah, I mean that's true. But I, but I, I mean, it might just need that. You might just need a culture change in, in New York, um, because if it keeps going down this trajectory, y'all gonna be the worst team in New York, and, and I know you don't want that. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell you something right now. The Mars, they love Tom Coughlin because he brought them two chips in the 21st century. So if it was up to them, Tom Coughlin will coach from the grave for real. <laughs> hey man, yeah. No, I'm dang. I, what else? We gonna see. We gonna see. All right, Chip Kelly in MCEs. Keep recycle. Trash cycle. Yeah. Not with Philly though. Oh, with Philly, Philly about to, they about to be. This bad man ain't gonna be safe to go home. Nah, they, lose, they lose by 45 again. They got blown up by the Buccaneers and they come back and get their tails handed to them by the Lions. You can't. They can't do that. Yeah, he running out of time. And then they play the Patriots this week. They don't get any better. Yeah. I mean, it's not looking good. The only thing Chip Kelly got going for him this week is that they've never uh, faced, like, the Patriots never faced Chip Kelly like team, coach team yet. Bro, they got no weapons. He got rid of all of them. Who are they gonna throw the ball to? Tell me. You right? No, first of all, first of all, Jordan Matthews' hands is terrible. This Bama drop more passes than I seen any any NFL wide receiver drop. 
Yeah, he, he, he does have a hands problem. I, he got on gloves. College, yeah. And I thought coming out of college, he was going to be a beast. He had a good year last year, but of course he had Macklin. So. Yeah. They should have kept Macklin. Because right now they got a basket catcher. And if y'all, for y'all don't know, basket catchers at Bama's who catch, with like it, like they holding a basket. Like, they catch with their body. <laughs> with their yeah. Like, that, that's like what Jordan Matthews is, a basket catcher. And then, I mean, DeMarco Murray, I don't even know if I can play this Batman this week in fantasy because this Batman is running sideline yeah. to sideline. Because you got to realize he's a, he's a zone block, one cut type running back. You can't put him in a, in a read option and expect him to be successful running from the shotgun. That's not who he is. Yeah. Bad personnel. So. Yeah, bad personnel. Chip Kelly is is responsible for it. So he's he's, uh, he's, I, he's yeah. So last last but not least, oh, go ahead. I, I don't care about Chip Kelly. He probably throw him in the trash. trash. I say you trash him as a GM and recycle him as a coach because he's a good coach, but his ego, as far as the general uh, manager aspect, is <laughs> yeah. That's true. So if you can take back the power without him playing mind games during the season, like Shanahan, um, if you can get a GM in there and then have him still coach the team, I would. Yeah, nah, that makes that makes sense. I do that, but I just don't know, like his ego. I don't think you could just be like, hey, bro, we're gonna take the keys from you, we're gonna <laughs> give you the car on owner. You be like, he'll run back to college. In a heartbeat. And they'll they'll accept him with open arms too. So I don't know, man. But last but not least, Jay Gruden. Sewer pipe. Sewer drain. Sewer drain. Sewer drain. Toilet water. Get rid of that guy. Look, look. If the Bama if the Bama wins a playoff game, see, just making it to the playoffs is not enough for me. When the whole NFC East just dove into a pool with no water. Like Chip <laughs> Kelly's team is, is garbage and trash. It's like it's like if you if you if you beat up the kid who never fought one time in his life at the bus stop and then you just fake it like yeah young I'm like that. Like no, for me you gotta win a playoff game. If you win a playoff game, I say come on back, bro. I can put you in a recycling bin. You know what I'm saying? In a heartbeat. But if you don't, if you limp into the to the uh, NFC East title and barely get in by default, just because you know the, the seven and nine record, and you get in, like as much as I don't, I want to put you in a recycling bin. I gotta put you in the trash because in my book, if you get to eight and eight, maybe recycling bin. I'll probably move closer to recycling bin. But losing records don't get you in recycling bin, in my my opinion. It gets you in the trash. Um, so, well, but you get I mean, Mike this, recycling bin. You get Mike Belarby recycling bin. That Bama bin losing record his whole career. Yeah, yeah. I'm just conflicted. It's it's <laughs> a, I just I can't even. You know, they the Redskins have like scorned my heart so many times. It's just like yeah. Like I just don't believe the hype, and I just can't even feed into it, dog. I just second half adjustments. They got a little better this last game, but still, y'all almost came back and beat us. So I, I don't even. I don't know, man. 
they got to win Monday night. Let's say that. Win Monday night, you can get closer to the recycling bin, Jay Goo. If that's where you want to be. If you don't want to go in the trash can, go ahead and lose to the Cowboys on, on a big stage like, like the Skins always do. Trash. You win? You and Kirk Cousins. Y'all both win? Recycling bin. How about that? Win? Go to the bin. What'd you say, Aaron? Recycling bin? Trash? I almost said a curse word. I want to get booty. I want to get booty my team as fast as possible. He's an overqualified offensive coordinator. Everything else is over his head. Um, because the NFC East is so terrible, he's going to fall ass backwards into semi-success by default. <laughs> but what's going to happen is he's going to get the confidence of the fans and the team. Kirk Cousins is going to get the confidence of the fans and the team. And we're going to be right back at Redskins football, 7-9-8-8-9-7, not winning anything for the next five to six years. And then people are going to be crying what happened and blaming Dan Snyder. Yeah, Harold, you drinking that Kool-Aid a little bit. You sipping that Kool-Aid now. You sipping. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. The only, oh, listen, listen. Listen, I took one sip of the jump. I took one sip of the jump, but then it had so much sugar in it, I had to put the cup down because I was like, this jump not good for my health. Like, it's not good for me, and I know it's not. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I only took one sip and I put the joint down. But the, but the joint sitting in the refrigerator right now. So I, yeah, they win another joint. Or they're not even just beating the Cowboys because I mean they should beat the Cowboys, you know. But it's 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 moving in a trend of success. That's what I would like to see. And and I think everything Aaron says is, is pretty spot on. I wouldn't be surprised if. They, they limp into the playoffs, they get through, and then they're like, oh, yeah, bring Gruden comes back. And he is on the contract, so it's not like he going to fire him and, and have to pay him if they get into the playoffs. So I know he'll be back, but I just don't think that long-term he's the answer. And maybe he might might learn, excuse me, might learn some things along the way or, you know, who, who knows, you know, but. No, we all know. We know. It's not who knows. We know. No, Andy so, Dalton is frying this year. Why is he frying? Why is Andy Dalton frying? He's frying, though. Who's gone? He is frying. He is frying. He is frying. Yeah, so anyway, go ahead and move on to the next thing, bro. So it's Thursday night, and we got Packers in Detroit, which is a good game. We're going to holler at the Hooters and, and, and this week and, and watch them. Who y'all got winning? Who you got winning? My man Lacey's starting to pick it up. Detroit coming coming ready to play. Aaron and Rodgers and them, they need this victory because they've caught some, some close L's. So, who you got? <sighs> hmm. I want to say I got Detroit. And that sounds so crazy when I say it because it's Detroit <laughs> and it's Green Bay. But they beat Green Bay at Green Bay last time. So I don't see why they couldn't beat them at home. I'm a, And in Green Bay right now, I don't know. I, like, again, I think that team is just not the same. The offensive line is so terrible. And so the, the, it's just not the same offense as it once was. 
And the defense is okay. It's an okay defense. It gets pressure, but it's not the, the best defense. So I'm going to go on the limb and say Detroit Lions are going to win the game tonight. Okay. What's the score? Final score? Uh, final score, 26-16 Detroit. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what you got, man? Detroit or Green Bay? I think Green Bay is going to find a way to win the game as much as the Lions are going to find a way to lose the game. Um, the Lions are playing better right now, but I just feel like I can't see Green Bay losing to the Lions twice. And I have no other reason for picking them to win the game other than <laughs> exactly. the Lions. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, you know how the division games be. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I just think league orders will, will take effect because they can have Aaron Rodgers sitting at home during the playoff season, and this is a game that could, could affect that. You know, so they, I feel like every ball, every call, gonna bounce their way somehow, some way. Passing the friends, illegal contact downfield, all types of crazy stuff. You know how they do. You know how the league do. So I, I anticipate that tonight, it being a national, national televised game, that Green Bay will rise to the occasion and play Green Bay football and get the W. I say the score is a little closer. I say 24-21 Green Bay. Um, and that's what I got. That's what I'm rocking with. Uh, what, for any final words before we get out of here? Uh, uh yeah. Is tonight all you can eat? I don't know, dog. I, I need this. It need to be. It need to be Aaron. all you can eat. Aaron, is it all you can eat tonight? No, it's Monday and Wednesday. Ah. See, they be doing that Bama stuff, dog. I need them to have all you can eat on the football nights. Cruddy. Oh, you know what else I forgot to mention? Oh, the, the, the Maryland High DJ Durkin. The, as the new football coach of the, uh, uh, the Maryland football team. Oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. though. That's a good move. Yeah, I, I hope so, dog. I, I don't know about this Durkin Bama. Anybody named Durkin? I don't know. <laughs> first of all, the Bama spoke in the press conference talking about this a blue-collar town, blue, Maryland's a blue-collar uh, college. I'm like, bruh, you need to just, you don't know nothing about Maryland. Maryland is not blue-collar. I don't know why he was saying that for. Like, you sound At stupid. At all. But... Like at all, dog. This is the most bougie and like this is the opposite of blue collar. I don't even Yes it is. Maybe Michigan or somewhere like that. That's blue collar. This is not blue collar. I don't know who told him to say that. Or he just I, I you know what I think the Batman knows nothing about Maryland. Like he knows nothing about this area, nothing. He just coming here cause they about to cut him a check. This is a, a, a big program, you know what I'm saying? In the Big Ten. So He's like, I'll coach them, but dog, this is not blue collar. Somebody need to advise him. Like, he need to, he need to cut that out because in two weeks after he go zero and two, they will have a guillotine ready for this Bama quick. So, yeah, he need, he didn't get his mind right. But I, I don't really know much about him other than he coached as a defensive coordinator at Florida and was a linebackers coach or. I, mean, I don't know, dog. I don't know. I guess we're gonna see like the rest of the world, um, what he what what he's about come next year. Um, we gonna see his recruiting and all that stuff. But nobody follow Maryland football like that. I mean, I guess there's a few people who do, but I ain't really following checking for the Bams like that. 
Maryland basketball, they lost to UNC the other night. Tough one. That game was great, too. Did you watch it, Joanne? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, that, that, that was a good game, man. I enjoyed that one. But, I mean, I don't know if they moved down in the polls or the polls came out with, you know, with them adding that L to their record. But UNC look real. They look good, though. They look good. So... I can't wait to the tournament, though. Because I feel like all these little preliminary basketball college don't, don't even matter until they get to the tournament. So that's what I'll that's what I be anticipating. But outside of that, Young, that's our show for the day. Uh, Black Sports 980. You can follow us at BLK Sports 980. Tweet us questions, whatever. Where we going to be at or whatever. So... Holla at y'all. Next week, we probably have a special guest on here. I don't know who we're going to get. I'm going to holla at some of my celebrity friends and get them on this jump. Uh, <laughs> ask them some questions. <laughs> we, might, might get a, we might get somebody on here. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm going to have a special guest next week, though. So y'all can look out for that. Until uh, then, holla at y'all. All right. Peace. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak. How does that feel?